I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. We're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Kat couldn't make it tonight. She is actually stuck in traffic. And it's not because she's on her way to a bad date. It's because she is actually stuck in traffic. So we will she miss her not. tonight. She better not be on her way to a bad date. Because <laughs> that would imply me. <laughs> um, but we do have a great episode for you tonight. And we're excited to have Brandy on. She listened to the podcast and emailed in and wanted to share her story. Brandy, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So what drew you to Real Hauntings? Um, so normally I listen to a lot of, of true crime, um, and I had just finished binge listening to a morbid podcast that was extremely morbid. And I was like, I have to take a step back. I can't do any more murder. I can't do any more of this for a while. And I hadn't listened to anything like spooky in a while. So I was like, I'm going to find a new ghosty podcast. And I searched through a few. And as soon as I seen yours with the little headphone icon, I was like, that one, that's the one I want. And I listened to probably three episodes and I text my son at school and I was like, I have our new podcast. I found our new <laughs> podcast that we're going to listen to. And we have listened every single day since. Oh, wow. Awesome. How Thanks. old is your son? Uh, my oldest that I listen with, he's uh, 15. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, is this, is, is it too scary? But <laughs> he's 15. He yeah. can probably deal with scary stuff better than oh, me. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's so cool. Well, yeah. Thank you for emailing in. Your story was pretty compelling. So I'm excited to have you on. Well, you know, we love to find out where our guests are on the Believometer. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I tend to fluctuate. 
I don't tell my story to a lot of people because when I do, they go, you're making that up. You know, going through it, it was terrifying. And I've had a lot of small experiences, but I really try to find some logical explanation for them. But, you know, 10 years later, looking back at this story, I'm like, there's something. I don't know what it is. And I do not explain it, but there's definitely something. So I find myself anywhere between like eight and nine. Yeah, so pretty high, pretty high. high. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that there was a one main story you sent in. Did you have any hauntings before this happened? Um, I've had weird things. I don't know if I'd say hauntings. I um, I grew up seeing what I thought was my grandmother, and my parents always put it off as is it was a dream. You're dreaming it, you know. And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, you know, I don't think I was because I very vividly remember these things. And I remember being in the kitchen in the middle of the day. Like how many kids dream about standing in their kitchen in the middle of the day, just talking to their grandma. And so there was that. And then there's been, you know, little things like I would see things, but I would always be like, oh, it, it was a trick of the light. It was just a shadow. It was, but it's, it's mostly for me feelings. I would, I get these uneasy feelings and then something weird would immediately happen. Like streetlights would start going out or um, doors would open or, you know, things would be here one minute that they're always here in the same place, like my keys, my purse, whatever. And then they'd go missing. And it was always right after like this feeling of someone's here, someone's watching me, there's something else near me, but I haven't ever seen just like spooky ghosts floating around. Well, Brandy, yeah, let's jump into your story. I think our audience is really going to enjoy this one. So this happened over a span of two years and it it was over 10 years ago. So I wrote everything down so I could try to keep it in order. So my son, I was a single mom and he had just turned three and we had moved into our first place by ourselves. I had been staying with my parents because I was a single mom. I was like 22 (laughs) And I got my apartment. I thought it was the coolest apartment ever because it used to be an old cotton mill and it had concrete floors and like original brick walls. And it was built in 1924, I believe. Hmm. Um, Still had like exposed pipes and it had this cool spiral, like metal spiral staircase. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, industrial chic. Yeah. Until I moved in and I'm like, oh, you know, concrete floors are horrible in the wintertime <laughs> and 35 foot ceilings is horrible in Atlanta in the summer. So I hated I it. I think I know. I, th- I think I know exactly what uh, building you're talking about, because I, I have a friend who I think she still has an apartment there. And it is <laughs> so cool looking. Yeah, but they're really yeah, I think neat. Maybe not but, super uh... Also, <laughs> did we establish that you're from Atlanta and we're all I from am. Atlanta? Okay. I am from Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. I don't, I don't think we talked about that in the email. No, no. I, okay. no, I didn't know it when I wrote in. And then I seen you guys on Instagram. I think it was Kat had posted these buildings mm. that had like a reflection off of them. And my husband actually tints those buildings. So I showed it to him. I'm like, which oh. building is this? Is this a reflection or is this a ghost? And he's like, ghosts aren't real. It's not. <laughs> well, cool. I, yeah, I did not realize you're from Atlanta. And I should I should specify when I say our audience is really going to enjoy the story. I mean, because it's a very compelling ghost story. I should uh, warn the audience. It does have some, you know, darker stuff in it. Yes. So if, if you're triggered Absolutely. by domestic abuse, you may want to uh, skip this episode. 
Um, okay, so so we moved in. We moved in on Valentine's Day, and as soon as I we moved in, I was like, this place feels super uneasy. It's it's really heavy, but I chalked it up to this is the first time I've ever lived by myself. I've always had roommates or friends or my parents or you know someone with me. And it was just me and my son, whose name is Noah, um, Very cool. at the time. And so I was like, all right, you know, just we're we're just big scary cats. And um, the way the the floor plan is laid out, like you walk through the door and it's just a big long hall. Like I said, big thirty five foot ceilings, and there's the bathroom and Noah's room when you first walk in and then everything else is open. And I had a bedroom directly on top of his, but it's an open loft and an open kitchen living room in this teeny tiny little area. And so we spend the day, we set up and he was terrified of the dark. So there were plug-in nightlights everywhere, lamps, everything. And because it had, the only way to get to my room was this metal spiral staircase and he's three I had lamps. I mean, I, it looked like it was daytime in there at nighttime. You could see everything. I stayed up till probably like three in the morning unpacking, finally fell asleep and woke up to what sounded like someone taking a metal pot, holding it like six foot high and just dropping it onto these concrete floors. Hmm. And I sat up and looked around and I was like, why is it pitch black in here? Is the power out? And so I immediately turned on the light, which was right above my bed and the light flipped on. Like, Why is it so dark? Every nightlight, every lamp unplugged, not turned off, unplugged throughout the entire house. What? And I'm like, okay, uh, they fell out. It, it, <laughs> it happens. It's fine. It's, it's, this happens, right? I plug everything oh. back up. I check on Noah and I'm like, this is fine. And I go back to sleep and it has stayed like that for weeks. Just weird things like that would happen. We, you know, he, I was a preschool teacher and he came to school with me and we'd come home and every door in the house would be open. Every drawer would be pulled out. Um, I came home one time to my couch cushions laying on the floor. We had been there probably, I guess, three or four months when I started hearing Noah talk to people and I'm like oh you look cute he's got imaginary friends but the more I started talking to him he's like oh well I've got two friends one is Frank he's an old man he's really tall he's got a big nose he smells like tobacco and I'm like you're three how do you know what tobacco is how do you know what it smells like like I didn't smoke and I'm going what, what is tobacco? And he's like, you know, the stuff in the round can that he keeps in his front pocket. Weird. Um, so not even like <laughs> smoking tobacco, but like chewing tobacco, yeah. which I feel like maybe he's, he saw that from somewhere. Right? Some, like, and, I don't know. Like, and I did, I wrecked but, my brain. I'm like, my dad doesn't do that. I can't think someone, it maybe TV, yeah. TV, you know, all those kid TV. cartoons that were the, <laughs> they go Sesame street when they take yeah. a big dip out and put it in their mouth. Maybe he was watching Popeye and thought this <laughs> thing was tobacco. And I'm like, okay, well that's weird, but all right. And then he goes on. Yeah. He works at a gas station. He fixes cars, but then he's like, well, then there's the dark lady. And I'm like, no, no, we're just no. And he's like, yeah, she kind of looks like you. And I'm like, mm-mm. I don't like that. And he's like, you know, but she's really white and she has, she keeps her hair in her face. 
And I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll tell her to go play somewhere else and we'll just play with Frank. And he's like, yeah, Frank doesn't like her. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's weird. But so basically you had like a neat repairman and the girl (laughs) from the ring living in your house. Right. And see, yeah, one of these ghosts sounds really, really sweet. And the other one, not so much. And the ring terrified me growing up. That movie scared me to death. So I'm like, I don't want any part of this whatsoever. And so I start telling people, I'm like, you know, there's some weird things going on in my house. And like Noah's saying some weird things. And it's it's just kind of creepy. And everyone seemed to be divided. They would either go, what's your imagination? Or they'd be like, you have a ghost. Get on a Ouija board, have a seance. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? You've not watched movies. You don't don't do those things. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's like the more I tried to ignore it, the more it wanted my attention. Because I would like get this uneasy feeling like something's watching me or something was close to me. And I'd shrug it off and I'd turn on music and my phone would die. I'd plug in my radio and as soon as I'd walk away, it would get unplugged. I'd turn on the TV and the like the cable would go out and it would just be static. And it's like everything I tried to do to to, you know, draw my attention away from it. Like I started reading Twilight. Twilight had just come out and I was like, I'll, I'll binge read all these books. because All my friends liked them. My books went missing like just missing, borrowed a full set of books from someone, couldn't find them anywhere. Teeny tiny apartment, couldn't find them anywhere. And I'm like, okay. So I had some friends over and we were talking about it and Noah wasn't there. It was just me and my girlfriends. And one of them had bought a Ouija board and she's like, we're going to do this. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." and so it's just sitting on my kitchen table. And she had one of those like old school tape recorders. And she's like, well, we'll just put this here and we'll get EVPs. And I'm like, "Okay, okay. Yeah. And so we carry on with our night. We're talking about it. But the next day she let me listen to it and there's nothing on it. Like the whole time, except for one part, you get to it. And it sounds just like someone goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like they saw the Ouija board and just, what the fuck is this? And I'm Frank. like, it was, it was a male voice. Definitely too. Frank. <laughs> yeah. And there were no guys there whatsoever. And I'm like, okay. All right. Finn Walsh. It was the neighbor. This is the, definitely the neighbor. I've got excuses for everything. I can figure everything out. Did it sound like you had um, a mouthful of dip or? <laughs> no, it was, it was more kind of like a whisper, but it was like a very deep male voice, but it was definitely a whisper, but you could mm. tell he was like, what the fuck is this? Like very confused. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, well maybe if it is Frank, I should have a talk with him about not to use those words. Language. In front of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, so EVPs, I, no, I don't know how you feel about it. Brandy, I don't know how uh, like convinced you are with EVPs. I feel like that's kind of one of those things where I'm like, eh, maybe not because there there is like so much sound and like, mm-hmm. you know, you leave something recording for a long period of time. There's probably right. gonna, it's going to pick up like something. Right. Um, and- it's it's not as convincing as like things getting unplugged and doors right. and doors opening like right. that stuff it, it is was way freakier it was super easy for me to write that one off because i yeah. convinced myself i'm like it's definitely the neighbors but shortly after that i had my neighbors over and we were talking about it and you know i was telling them about the evp and just all this weird stuff and the way my kitchen was set up was it had these set of cabinets that i couldn't even reach i'm like five two like I couldn't even reach these things. Yeah. So what I would do is I'd go upstairs to my room and I would lean over and I would just use it as a shelf to sit like figurines and collectibles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a Disney cookbook that I never used. It was just because it was pretty. 
and it was sat up there. And while we were talking, this thing ended up in the floor. Had it fallen off, it would have just either fallen straight over or hit the counter. But it went a good four foot out and hit directly in the middle of our floor. And I remember my friend looked at me and she went, let's go outside and sit by the pool. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, let's go do that. And so we left. And the way these doors worked was you could only deadbolt it. So if you wanted to lock it from the outside, you had to have a key. So you couldn't accidentally lock yourself out, which was fantastic. But I left, we went and we sat by the pool and I came back and my door was locked. I have my keys on me. I didn't lock it. No one's in there. And I'm like, I don't have one for this. I don't, I don't have an explanation for this. So I go to my neighbors and I'm like, Hey, I need my extra key. And I told them what happened. And they're like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So they're like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to go in and check. There might be a burglar in there. Okay, guys. So we go through house is empty and I'm like, okay, you know, things happen, whatever. And then my boyfriend at the time had started staying there overnight every now and then. He wasn't the nicest of guys, especially when he drank. And we had started fighting a lot. And I would notice when we stayed at my place, he was a lot more like belligerent and just mean than when we stayed at his house. Now, he was still a jerk, but not nearly as much as when he was at my house. Like he would walk in and it's almost like you could see him change. You could see just like his expression and like he would go from standing up this big tall guy to like he would just kind of scrunch over and like draw in on himself. And he always said he didn't like being there. And he was just like, I just don't like these apartments. I just don't like them. I don't like I don't like this part of town. I don't like being here. But he would stay with me every now and then. And he had stayed over one night and we'd gotten this big fight. And so I was sleeping on the couch of my own apartment. and. I woke up to this screaming and I immediately like, I was like, Noah. And I ran into his room, but he was, he was asleep. And I, the more I listened to it, it was a woman, but I couldn't really tell where it was coming from. Cause it sounded like it was coming from like every direction. And I just sat and I'm like, why is no one else waking up? Why does no one else hear? It was so loud. Like I finally went upstairs and I woke my boyfriend up and I'm like, do you hear this? Like, what is going on? And he was like, I don't, I don't hear anything. What are you talking about? And then it went quiet and I'm like, okay, I'm going crazy. That's the explanation for everything. I'm hearing this stuff in my head. I'm going crazy. A few nights after that, or a few days, um, I'm taking Noah to school and he tells me, so Frank told me that I'm supposed to tell you, you're not supposed to talk to the lady. If she tries to talk to you, don't talk to her. And I'm like, what lady? And he's like, you know, you know, the mean lady, the dark lady. And I'm like, well, I've I've never seen her. And he was like, good. Don't look at her. Her eyes are scary. And I'm like, well, what's what's scary about her eyes? And he's like, well, they change. And, and you know, he's three. So it's like it's really this weird back and forth conversation trying to figure out what he's trying to say and he's mad because he's trying to explain something to me that I'm not understanding and he gets frustrated with me and by the end of it he's like she's just mean don't talk to her she tells me to do bad things and so we get to the parking lot and he tries to get out to go inside and I'm like no we need to talk what is she telling you to do 
And he's like, well, you know, I'm not supposed to go outside by myself. And she'll open the door and stand outside the door and go, come here, come outside. And I'm like, the fuck do you do about a ghost trying to kidnap your kid? How do uh, I handle what? this? And he's like, she tells me to stand on the counters, to climb up on the counters and then jump off. And I'm like, that one does sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I like, don't know. What, what do I, I, I do? <laughs> not on those concrete floors. Right. <laughs> and he did, like, he kind of shut down. He didn't want to keep talking about it. And he was like, I'm, I'm a good boy. I, I know not to break the rules. And he was, he's, he's, he's a good kid. But I'm like, what? I don't even know how to approach this. I don't know how to fix this. And so I think about it all day and we go home and he's in his room and I'm in the kitchen making dinner and I can hear him talking and I hear him start saying stuff like about his day. And I'm like, oh, like I can't really hear him. So I need to go in there and tell him like, hold on, let me come in here so I can hear you before you keep telling me about your day because I want to hear about this. And so like, as I turn the corner, he goes, well, of course, mom. And like, I peek around and he's got his back to the door and he's looking like directly at something and talking and he's like moving his hands like he's having a conversation, but there's nothing there. And so I kind of stand there and I was like, Noah, and he turned around and the look of shock on his face, he like jumps back and he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, do what? And he, he's like, you were right here talking. What happened to your dress? And I'm like, what? I don't even own a dress. What do you mean? And he's like, you were right there talking to me and you had a pink dress on. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't own a dress. And I've been in the kitchen cooking dinner. And he was just like terrified. He had no idea like what to think. Like, so I scoop him up and I'm like, it's come on. We're going to go cook dinner. It's going to be great. We're going to have grilled cheese. It's going to be fantastic. Come on. And he didn't want to go to bed that night. And I had never had a problem putting this kid to bed. Like he had his own bedtime routine. He tucked his stuffed animals in. He loved bedtime. So I'm like, okay, you, you can't get in this habit of sleeping with me. I don't even want to try to cross that bridge. You have to, you have to sleep in your own bed. But I'll put an extra nightlight in here. So I moved another lamp in there. And I even like propped something up against it. So it didn't come unplugged. Like I took one of his Tonka trucks and pushed it all the way up against the outlet. And I'm like, all right, this thing can't come unplugged. I go upstairs, you know, continue with my night, go to bed. And I wake up and I hear water running. And so I go downstairs thinking, you know, Noah got thirsty. He's getting a, a drink of water because we had those little plastic cups in the bathroom. But I go downstairs and his bathroom lights on and he's half asleep, just kind of sitting here in a tub with the water running. And I'm like shaking him to wake him up. And I'm like, Noah, Noah, what are you, what are you doing? You know better. Like what's going on? I turn the water off, pick him up. I'm trying to like get him dried off and back in his pajamas. And he's like, you turned the bath on. You put me in the tub. And I was like, no, no, baby, I was asleep. It's three in the morning. And he was like, you said I was filthy and needed to take a bath. And I'm like, filthy. that's not even a word I would use to a three-year-old. Right. And I'm like, filthy. And so I was like, you're going to come sleep with me. This is just weird. So. I put him in my bed, 
we're sleeping, he's sleeping. I'm pretending to sleep. And I start hearing the screaming again. And then I hear knocking on the walls. Again, coming from like every direction. I can't even pinpoint it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do, but we have to get out of this house. We cannot stay in this house. So the next day I called my boyfriend and I'm like, can we please stay with you? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm explaining it to him. And he's like, I'll come over. You're crazy. It's all in your head. There's nothing going on. Mm. And so he comes over to the house, like searching the house, like he's going to find, you know, someone hiding in a closet that's responsible for all of this or something. He doesn't find anything. Of course, we put Noah to bed. We're trying to have a good night. And he just, he turns into this, like, from being kind of kind of you know normal casual sitting there to just all of a sudden angry and starts this fight I don't even remember what it was about but I remember it being over nothing and it was like a switch flipped he just went from you know being himself to screaming and yelling and I finally told him I'm like you have to get out you cannot do this in front of my child you have to leave and so I made him leave and I'm sitting in the middle of the floor and I'm crying my eyes out and I'm stressed and I'm upset and I'm confused and I'm you know scared to death. And I hear this bam, bam, bam on my door. And so now I'm mad. I'm like, okay, so you're going to go from screaming at me to now beating on my door and you're going to wake my kid up. So I'd like fling the door open and there are these big, huge, thick, like three inch steel doors. Mm-hmm. And I swing this door open and no one's there. And I lived on the, like the corner apartment. So I'm like, okay, they ran around the corner. So I step out and I like peek around the corner and there's no one anywhere. And it's all concrete floors. So if anyone's walking, you hear them and it's just silent. And I hear a slam behind me and I turn around and my door's shut. Please tell so me I, you are not locked out again. I'm locked out again. No. And I'm like flipping out because now Noah's in there by himself Uh, the door's locked so I don't even knock I burst into my neighbor's apartment and I'm like oh my god I need my key give me my key and you know they see that I'm upset they see that I'm crying so they're like what's going on I'm like trying to explain but also trying to get my key and run to my apartment and so they're like no 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 let me go in let me go in let me let me check let me see who's in there so they rush in I rush in to grab Noah who's still asleep hasn't moved they search the entire apartment and they're like, something's going on. Like, this is the second time your door is locked. Something's obviously going on. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I, I just didn't want to admit to myself, like something paranormal was going on. I was already scared to live by myself. I didn't want to live in a haunted apartment. You well, know, you weren't and- by yourself. That's the good <laughs> news. <laughs> no, I really wasn't. I think that's um, not good news. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it was just, you know, and Frank, things would have been fine. Right, right. There's so much bizarre stuff going on in this story that I'm like, I don't know how you would explain that other than ghost myself. But did Noah ever have, did you ever observe any kind of like sleepwalking issues with him? No, he had never even left his bed before. Like, even if he wanted me, he would sit up in bed and just call me. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very scared of the stairs and he was scared mm-hmm. just to, of the dark in general. But I even got um, after the bath time thing happened, a friend of mine had just had a baby and she had an extra video monitor. So I put it in his room and it didn't like record. So I couldn't play it back, but I would watch it, 
you know, from the minute I put him to sleep until I fell asleep because I was like, maybe if it is a ghost, I'll see an orb or, you know, a shadow, I'll see something, Mm -hmm. nothing. I never seen anything on the camera. I never seen him sleepwalk. And I would ask him, you know, how did you get over the gate? Or, you know, how did you get past the locks? And he's like, you did it. He would always tell me, he's like, you did it. You picked me up. And I'm like, just just the thought of even if it was a ghost them being able to physically pick my son up and move him I'm like ghosts aren't supposed to be able to do that they're not they're just not I couldn't even find a good ghost logical explanation you know because I'm like ghosts can't pick people up they can't they just can't do that Mm -hmm. I finally just I just tried to ignore it I'm like if I ignore it and I don't play into it and I don't acknowledge it and I don't let it scare me it'll go away because it wants attention, right? Like that's what you always hear, wants attention. Mm -hmm. So I tried and I told him the same thing. I'm like, don't, don't talk to it. Don't look at it. And he he like cried because he's like, but Frank. And I'm like, you can talk to Frank. I'm like, Frank's fine. Frank's your friend. Anything else though? I was like, don't talk to it. Don't look at it. Don't like turn around, ignore it. And it got to where I wasn't sleeping at night because if I was sleeping, I was waking up from these horrible dreams about like being lost in the woods and people chasing me. And then Noah actually started having very similar nightmares at the same time because he would wake up crying and he would be like, I was lost. I lost you. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's probably a normal kid thing to have a nightmare about. He got lost, but then he'd be like, I was alone and it was dark and we were in the woods. And I'm like, okay, maybe not so normal anymore. And he's like, and people were there and they were chasing me and there was a river. And I'm like, it's exactly what was happening to me, like down to the river and being barefoot. And I'm like, how is this a thing? Like, how is this possible? And so I was getting so fed up from not sleeping, being haunted, my boyfriend being a jerk, my kid being terrorized, being a single mom, trying to pay bills, trying to drive to work, you know, trying to just cope with everything that one night I'd woke up to another loud bangs and screaming and just all this stuff and I just sat up in my bed and I screamed I was like just shut the fuck up and not only did things go silent it was like I lost my hearing I could not hear anything for a good 60 seconds and I just sat there and I'm like like I was snapping because I'm like I can't hear anything And I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. If that means I can sleep, I'll be deaf for the night. But before I could even process the thought, something hit me so hard in the back that it like knocked the wind out of me Mm. and I could not catch my breath. And I just remember it being pitch black and knowing, okay, if I turn around, my light switches behind me, but also the way the closets were in this apartment, like they didn't have doors it was just like an open closet and it would go back behind a wall. So there'd be part of it that was open. And then the rest went behind the wall. And I'm like, but something's in that closet. I know if I turn around and turn this light on, there is something standing in that closet. And like, like I still get chills and I still shake thinking about that feeling. Like it was the most, I, I would have put my life on knowing the fact that something was standing behind me. That's how certain I was. And so instead of turning lights on or turning around, I got up and ran. 
I bolted and I went down those stairs and I grabbed Noah and I grabbed my keys and we got in my car in our pajamas and we drove to work at three in the morning and we slept in my car in the parking lot until my job opened. And I went, I'm not coming in today. Here's Noah. I have some things I have to take care of. And I called my parents and I'm like, I've got to find a new place to live. Noah cannot stay here. I need him to stay with you until I find somewhere. Like I cannot have him in this apartment anymore. I can't do it. And so he went back and forth between some friends of mine and my parents. We, I found somewhere for him to stay. So he did not have to come back to this apartment and I would spend weekends at my parents' house, anything so that he didn't have to be there. And we only had like probably two months of my lease left. So I started looking for new apartments and I actually found one right down the road that was cheaper and it was brand new, just been built. No one had ever lived there. Mm. And I'm like, can't be haunted. No one's ever (laughs) lived there. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
not a on it. <laughs> former cotton mill, which right. I know is in Georgia. Like 1925, <laughs> but I, I would not want to live in any historic cotton associated building right? in the South oh for fear of, of really terrible things. You know, it, and, and that never crossed my mind moving in. I'm just like, look at this cool staircase. Look at <laughs> yeah. these cool floors. <laughs> I looked at living in that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. When I used to live in the city. I, I know exactly yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. So, so once you moved into your new apartment, did everything just stop? Like, did you have any more instances? Not, not bad ones. I did not. Um, everything at the new place was, was only good, good hauntings. <laughs> did Frank um, uh, make the move with you? He did. He did. Oh, so when, when I found a new apartment, I had told Noah, I'm like, all right, we got a, we have a new apartment. And I brought him over and I'm like, let's, let's start packing, let's, you know, clean up. And he would stay, you know, the days with me and then we'd leave at night and we'd go stay with a friend or my parents or something. And so, you know, we're, we're packing all of our stuff up and I'm upstairs and I had just gave Noah like a box and I'm like, throw your stuffed animals in here. And I'm upstairs and I'm packing my stuff and I hear him and I can tell just from hearing him that he's crying and he's screaming and he is upset and he's like, no, no, I won't do that. I won't do it. And I'm like, dude, it's just packing. Like I'll pack your stuff. It's not that big a deal. And so I'm like going downstairs and then I hear him and I can hear like his voice cracking and that he's scared. And he's like, go, no, stay away from me. And like, when you came down the stairs, it was almost like there was a window. It didn't have glass in it, but it was like a cutout, like a window. And I could see into the room, but I passed it so quickly. I didn't really process what I had seen. And as I was turning the corner, I went, there's two people in that room. And so as I like turn the corner, I can see him staring into the room and there's something big enough that it's casting a shadow onto him. And so as I turn, there's me standing in front of him, but it's like deathly white. And the way it moved was almost like the ring, like it was like jittery. And it like turned its head to look at me and it did, it had its face and it's like very much Samara vibes, hair hanging in its face, but it looked like me. Like I'm very short and I'm very round. (laughs) Uh, I used to have very, very long, dark hair and it had Uh very long, dark hair. It had black skinny jeans on a black band t-shirt on like no, my chemical romance t-shirt on. (laughs) like down to my clothes and everything. And it turned to look at me. And it was like looking at a dead version of myself, except for there were no eyes. It was just black hollowed out spaces. And as quick as it looked at me before I could scream or breathe or move, it just disappeared. It was just gone. And I sat there and I'm like, is there a mirror? Am I looking at it? Did I die? And I, I'm looking at a mirror and like all these thoughts went through my head and I couldn't process it fast enough. I grabbed Noah and I'm like, let's go get ice cream. Let's leave. And we ran out the door and he was mm-hmm. like, I was telling Frank that we were moving and I asked him to come with me. 
And, you know, he said he'd come with us to the new house. And then the dark lady was there and I told her she couldn't come. And Frank told her she couldn't come and she got mad and she tried to grab me. And she told me, you're coming with me. You don't get to leave. And she apparently was like trying to lure him outside. And she was trying to tell him, just go outside. If you go outside, there's lots of cars out there. You can have some cars if you go outside. And at three, my kid was obsessed with cars. Like I had to take him to, we had a car show like straight across the street from us every like fourth Sunday of the month. And he knew that he had a calendar and he'd keep up with it so that we could walk across the street to the car show. And so this, this ghost demon thing was like, there's cars out there. If you just go outside, you could have cars. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is, what was that? And he never stepped foot in that apartment again, ever. The last week, I, we didn't even finish out our week there. We packed our stuff up and I had stuff in my classroom. I had boxes in my classroom, I had boxes in my car, I had boxes at my parents' house, at my friend's house until I got the keys for the new apartment. We didn't even go back over there. And so we moved into the new apartment and the day we moved in, I get a call from my neighbor and she's like, you know, are, are you, are you doing okay? Is everything fine? And I didn't even tell anybody I left. And so I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, well, you know, you've, you've been crying all day. Like I've been hearing you. Oh my and I, I just eventually thought you'd stop, but you're, you know, it's six o'clock at night and you're still over there crying. Do I need to come over? And I'm like, Nicole, I don't, I don't live there anymore. I moved out a week ago and she's like, hang on a second. And so on the phone with me, her and her husband go over there. I couldn't hear anything being on the phone, but they said they walked in and it sounded like someone was upstairs crying, like a woman crying. And Dusty said he started going up the stairs. And he said, as soon as his foot hit the stair, someone screamed, get out. And he was like, okay gone and he's like it could have been a real person i don't know he was like i got on the stairs they screamed to get out and i left yeah i would uh, fucking leave too <laughs> jesus yeah. wow yeah. this is honestly like the scariest story i it, have ever heard and it i'm was terrifying you see how quiet i've been i've just been <laughs> shell-shocked and i already know what's going to happen at every point of the story all i know is we moved and the dark lady did not come with us. I uh, never seen her again. I never had anything nearly that scary happen to me again. But Frank came with us. Frank. Frank came with us. So when we moved into the new apartment, we moved in with my boyfriend. So we were all three living together. And I thought I was like, I kind of used the ghost as an excuse. I'm like, that's why, that's why he was mean to me. It was the bad energy of that mean ghost. The mean ghost made him be mean to me. Mm -hmm. um, I learned really quickly that that was not the mm -hmm. case. So big trigger warning. Me and him got into this fight. Really, really bad fight. And first time he had got like really physical with me. And I told him, I was like, I'm leaving. If you're going to put your hands on me, like I'm leaving. Me and Noah, we're going to get our stuff and leave. And he took my keys and he took my phone and he threw them up on top of the cabinets, you know, like the tall cabinets that are at the top of your kitchen, how they have the ledge on top. He threw them up there. And I'm like, 
how am I going to get those? And I'm standing by the front door and I'm like looking up and they're like six foot in the air. And again, I'm five, two. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And before I could even figure out anything, he grabs me, he throws me against the wall repeatedly until I lost consciousness. Oh my God. And when I woke up, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is where's Noah? Where's Noah? And so Noah's four at this point, he's standing beside me. Like, so I was at the front door. He's got the front door open. He has my keys and my phone in his hand and the phone is on. And he's like, get up, get up. The the lady on the phone needs to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah. And I grab him and I grab the phone and I'm like out the door and I'm trying to figure out. And it was 911 that was on the phone. So after everything was said and done, I'm talking to Noah and I'm like, what happened? Like, how did, how did you get the keys? How did 911, like how, what happened? Because you know, then when the officers are all asking me what happened, all I could say was, you know, my, my kid found my keys on my phone and he called, like, I, I don't know. I was unconscious. That's all I know. And so after they had left and, you know, we're at my friend's house, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, well, Frank was in my room and he handed me my tablet and my headphones and he said hide in the closet do not come out until I tell you to <laughs> I'm sorry um take take as much time as you need yeah this this is the part why I usually don't share the story <laughs> um, you know it's it's what 12 years later and it's still <laughs> it's still crazy yeah I mean I I can't imagine. It, it <laughs> sounds like I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of that. I mean, not just oh. the, the boyfriend, the hauntings. Just <laughs> it was definitely a learning rough. experience. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm good. But anyway, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking him, you know, what happened? And he, he tells me when I came out of my closet, your keys and your phone were on my bed. And Frank told me, when the lady answers the phone, tell her you need help. And then you and your mom need to run. And so he, he was like, I did. I called the number and I handed you the phone and we ran. And I'm like, wow. okay. And like that right there, I was like, okay, I believe in ghosts now. <laughs> that's it. Like that's it. I believe in ghosts. And for a long time, I wouldn't even call him a ghost because Noah was like, he's your angel he saved you. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's probably true. Obviously, you know, we moved out. We did not go back to that apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, we moved in with my parents and, you know, as, as Noah got older, he talked about Frank less and less. Um, as he started school, he learned really quickly that he kind of got made fun of when he would tell people about Frank. Mm -hmm. So he stopped talking about him, but when we were staying with my parents, my parents had the downstairs and upstairs there were two bedrooms that were mine and Noah's. And one night I had already put him to bed and went downstairs, did all my, you know, nightly stuff. And I was going back upstairs to go to bed. And as I start going up the stairs, I see more like, like a shadow. This one was kind of translucent, but it was an old man leaning into Noah's room looking. And I didn't even have to see more than that to know. I'm like, there's Frank. I finally get to see Frank. And he turns 
and looks at me and I mean spot on exactly like Noah described overalls big nose no hair and he looks at me and he winks and he just walks off and it's the only time I ever saw Frank except for when I saw him for real I saw the real Frank this I did not put into the email because I had forgot until Noah reminded me we had went out to eat at one of these like random off the wall mom and pop kind of places Mm -hmm. and it was decorated in like car parts and car like road signs and Uh you know stuff like that and Noah was like I want to go sit with the motorcycles can we go there was a whole motorcycle and he's like can we have the table next to the motorcycle so we sat over there and I think Noah was probably about five at this point and so we're sitting there eating dinner and halfway through dinner Noah like his eyes get huge and he's like mom there's Frank and I'm like and he's like right there and he gets up and runs to the wall and there's this photo and in the photo there's frank and it's black and white and there's a car and it says it's like got like kind of like an old-timey gas station garage you know and it says frank's auto body get out of here no and i immediately like waved a server down and i'm like where did this picture come from I need to know where did you get this picture? And she's like, I I don't know. And I'm like, I like, I don't want to be a Karen, but I need your manager. I need to know (laughs) where this picture came from. This is an acceptable situation in which you should ask for a manager. (laughs) And come to find out almost all of their stuff was either donated or stuff they found at like Goodwill or antique stores. And that particular one came from an antique store in Woodstock. I was like, like, please, please, please let the manager be like Frank's grandson or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the lady did tell me because the, the lady who owned the place was the lady who bought it. And she told me, she's like, this place is in ball ground. She's like, this used to be um, a, a place in ball. It's not there anymore, but this used to be in ball ground. That's, that's crazy. And I even took Noah one day, I'm like, we're going to go drive through ball ground just to see like if you know if it's still standing because if so i'm gonna go ghost hunting for frank but we never found anything but that was that was my favorite part was actually seeing that and seeing frank's auto body on the picture well brandy that might be the most complete ghost story we have ever heard (laughs) on the podcast i literally i felt like i was watching a movie hearing you tell that story that's what people tell me they're like what book did you read that out of I like, I keep picturing this on like the big screen. I'm just like, oh man, I'm so sorry that like you had to go through all of that, but I'm so like, if there's a movie like this, I'm lining up to get tickets to that movie. I had, I had a friend who kept telling me, she's like, you need to write this as a story. You really do. And I'm like, if I ever get over all the PTSD I got from it, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I can make that happen for you. Um, Not the PTSD (laughs) part, them helping you turn it into a short film or something. Um, that sounded weird. Um, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that, as you said, I mean, the PTSD alone, that, that would be a really hard thing to share. And I appreciate you trusting us and our audience with that story. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty moving just to sit here on a Zoom and hear it. I um, can't wait to get the audience's feedback from this. Is there anything you know that you want to plug or promote for coming here today? 
Um, I mean, not really. Anyone who wants to can follow me on Instagram. I, I, I crochet a lot and I post a lot of creepy things that I crochet because I like creepy. I like creepy Ooh. things now. Like <laughs> I was never into creepy things. And then all this happened and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch all the scary movies now because that shit's Fair. not real. Yeah. What I went through right. was real. So, and it's, they still scare me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> stupid movie also fair me. yeah um, um i would think you'd just be like been through it, it like that's <laughs> it's way worse in real life it may have like been not. fate that cat couldn't be here tonight this story may have Honestly, been too scary for her for her she would not go to sleep tonight yeah <laughs> this one may you know, be too it's scary. funny because i've been listening you know to past episodes and i kept hearing you guys mention the doppelganger episode they're like mm. go listen to it go and i'm like you know that might be something close to my story so i listened to it and i'm like yep that shit's pretty scary too that's that's about what i thought yeah that's a pretty scary <laughs> yeah, i one. forgot about that there mm-hmm. yeah this is our second doppelganger yeah, yeah. episode and see and Ooh. hers was when she was little she was like what mm. seven or eight so i'm like yeah. i could i couldn't handle that thing as a 22 year old yeah how do you well, process that as like a seven year old it's really scary. Any story that involves kids, not mm-hmm. talking about like, like we're, we're the ghosts are kids, although that is also scary, but like, right. like a, a small <laughs> child that's like dealing with that is so scary. And then like from telling it from the parents perspective, that's mm-hmm. like even worse. I, you know, I'm like, I don't think I want to have kids. It's too scary. I, I you're going to say, I don't think I want to have ghosts. They're too scary. <laughs> Both are true. I, with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Brandy B. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.